This is Living Your Life Well Planned, the 80-20-365 success system invented by my partner and my pal, Adam Vincent Gilmer. My name's Gene Velitis, and I'm your host. Well, welcome to episode 53. We're just moving along. And what we're going to be doing for episode 53, 54, 55, and 56, this is we're going to take a, a bit of a break from what we've been doing in the past, and we're going to be getting into leadership. So this is going to be four rapid fire podcasts, all about leadership and the very issues you have to deal with. Now, as usual, I always say to you at the beginning of every episode, make sure you have your daily planner and you can order it here right on the website. If you happen to be on Adam's website, 802365.com, it's about a dollar a day. I don't know what that uh, converts into your local currency, but it's a very, very small price to pay and you'll need your daily planner. It's your GPS to life and what you do for 90 days, for a half a year, for one year, for five years. And it really does give you direction. So make sure you order that to go along with these free podcasts. Now that we've been doing them, you can tell episode 53, we're well over our first year anniversary. And, you know, our mission is to change lives around the world. And speaking of changing lives around the world, we would like to welcome two new countries to the podcast. In the last little while, we welcome Russia and we welcome one of the most populated countries in the world. India is now downloading Living Your Life Well Plan, the 80-20-365 success system. So welcome Russia, welcome India. We're now over uh, 37 countries around the world and every single state in the United States of America. So this is just going great. Well, let's get to uh, Adam Vincent Gilmer here on episode 53. Like I said, next four episodes, bang, 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 bang. It's all about leadership, rapid podcasting time. So Adam, as we uh, join the podcast today and say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to people around the globe listening in, our question to, uh, or our topic for episode 53 is, what's the difference between management and leadership. I love that question. Well, good morning, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Good to see everybody again. Um, so let's talk about you know the difference between management and leadership. So you know for the entrepreneurs out there that are like kind of getting started in their businesses, right? There's no such thing as um, oh let's go manage anything yet because they're in this leadership role. And really, it's like you know it's kind of like being a bull in a china shop. You just got to try everything until you find you know what's working in the leadership role. And then once it develops and becomes something, then we can get into the management side of things because you've got something to manage. Um, but the real difference is action takers versus people that kind of sit back and have to, first of all, analyze before they before they actually take action. And I think that's the biggest difference between leadership and, and management. Hmm. You know, the one thing that I've noticed uh, in our profession, and I do call it a profession because it is, the direct sales industry is a noble profession with an incredibly level playing field like you will not find in any other company. I mean, there's no favoritism, there's no nepotism, it's simply all about work. But here's what I've found, uh, found about people who uh, get into our industry of direct sales, maybe as a part-time job, maybe as a, a vehicle to help them make a little bit of extra money, or in your case, become a gazillionaire. But what I have noticed is when, when people have a little bit of success, say they uh, successfully recruit five or six people into their business front line, all of a sudden, it's like they want to start managing their business and they 
stop doing the daily activities that help grow their business. Like I know in your business, and we, we won't get into compensation plans and everything, but I know that, that in, in, in your business and the compensation plan that you work with your particular company, you have a huge number of people on the right side and a huge number of people on the left side. And what advice do you have to people who are getting just a little bit of success and they all of a sudden go into management mode instead of building mode? Well, that, <clears throat> sorry, that happens a lot, Gene. Uh, people mostly go, okay, okay, how do I know? They start to see some kind of a, a distribution network building and they get all excited about that. And it's like, oh, well, hang on, you know, let me go and manage somebody else. But what you should be really doing is keeping yourself kind of like in first and second gear. And I say that because uh, you're all familiar with, you know, hey, starting out in first, you're creeping, you get up some speed, you go into second, and you, you can't go on the freeway just yet. Because what I mean by freeway is like, okay, great, now you can, you can zoom along and help manage the other lanes you got going. You're continuously in first and second, first and second, first and second, maybe third, um, you know, your first two years. And uh, in, in the direct sales industry, and people look at that and go, well, maybe that's, you know, that, that's why they quit. But that's why they go into manager mode because, you know, it's like, oh, they see something building, but they forget they got to push it the whole way through so that, you know, you're in second and third more than third and fourth more. And then, you know, you're, you're open up on the freeway. Mm. So what's your philosophy? Uh, when you take a look at a typical business building day or a, or a day in your business, what percentage of your day do you say to your team, okay, guys, hang on, I, I'm still building my business here. So I've go to my business and, 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 and what do you tell people who, who, who unknowingly or uneducationally take that pause and they get into, to management mode. So tell us about your daily activities of, of, act, of, of you strictly building your business, as opposed to managing your people, uh, mentoring your people, helping them. And, and for the, and for the newbie, you know, what should that percentage be? Well, as, as you know, we teach the 80-20 rule, um, and that's basically the premise of everything. But it comes down to understanding a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Until you've got another person who's become a leader like yourself or uh, they've seen the same vision or you're on, on the same mission together, until that starts to happen consistently in your sales organization, um, you can't really get out of, the, as I said before, the first and second year. you got to stay there and keep, keep that grind happening. But um, the difference really comes down to having... Uh, those legs or other distribution networks, uh, as they open up, they start to take on a life of their own. And it doesn't necessarily need your leadership there anymore. What it comes down to is helping manage uh, working with the group versus actually um, being in the way of that other leader. And, and that's the challenge. The challenge is making sure that those leaders are developed uh, in the sales organization. Then once that happens, you can get back to the old you know, that was the 20 rule, right? Those are the most important things right there, leading you to great results. And then you can get down to the 80%, which is some of the people, you know, um, you can meet with every now and then, but it's not like you're, it's the core leadership team that you're meeting with to build the organization. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I want to talk a little bit uh, here because we're talking about the difference between management and leadership. I want to talk about tap rooting. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of somebody who comes in, into my business. Well, we'll just call him George for sake of argument. And, you know, George was, uh, you know, very enthusiastic in his first 90 days. And he recruited some very, very nice people who joined the business because uh, they may have that a product experience and they like the product so much they wanted to share them with people, or they may have seen the opportunity and want to make extra income. So George has kind of given up. The first person he recruited into his business, Sally, 
she recruited two people, but hasn't really, she lost interest, but there's this third guy and this guy's on fire. He gets it. He understands it. So what's your philosophy on saying, okay, George and Sally, sorry, you're not working the business, but I'm going taprooting deep in my organization because he is in my organization and I'm going to work with him. Yeah, that's actually one of the core philosophies that we teach in the direct sales space on um, making sure we do that. The, the whole the whole premise is, is that, you know, maybe George and Sally can't, um, I know, provide support or make make things work with this particular new leader that's come in. And just you and that person happen to, um, welcome to my phone, good morning. <laughs> you and that leader, you and that leader. Um, this is what it's like to be successful. Everybody wants you 24 yeah. hours a day. You and that leader connect up, and then the next thing is, um, you know, you start building. And what George and Sally have to appreciate is they didn't have to do much uh, work at that, okay, because that relationship kind of came together, and they were just in the right place, right time, which we tell people you can do in the direct sales industry, and great things can happen. And that's, the, but that's the thing. You got to create that relationship, and you, you and that other person might gel better than you do with, you know, George and Sally. And it's not a bad thing. It's just just how the personality types that we have our episodes on operate. Hmm. Do you have any rules about people in your organization when you are, well, you are a leader in the company that you're with, uh, along with just a, a very, very few people. And it's a company that's all over the world and it has millions and millions of people, but you're right up there at the top. So do you have any philosophies yourself about management versus leadership? Like, um, well, I'll just be direct about the question. You know, when you're going through your day, building your business and you're also, you're managing and you're also leading and you're building your own business. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with needy people who always need Adam's help? Like the person who just called. Well, you mean the person that just put the voicemail? <laughs> um, you know, uh, how do you handle needy people? You, here's what you got to realize is that the 80, 20 rule, uh, is common through everything in leadership and, and management. And what you got to look at is, is, is this person that, requiring your time uh are they productive with your time are they producing you know uh sales or are they producing volume and if they are then you can spend time with that person but many times people just want to connect up connect up connect up and they don't really have anything to um you know bring to the table it's more like they just want the personal connection then it is like hey here's the business building side of it and the business building side of what we're talking about is is exactly that you got to decipher which personalities you're going to make things work with and go and work with them. Yeah. You know, um, a good friend of mine who's also in our profession, his name is uh, Michael DiMuccio. He uh, taught me an interesting philosophy about, you know, his whole philosophy was teaching people in your business core competencies. So they knew the business, they understood the business. They would use, you know, their leader or the person who sponsored them into the business to help build their business. But his whole thing was, you know, giving people core competency so they could move on. And right. his eventual, his eventual hope was to train people so well and have everything duplicate so well that the larger his organization grew, the less time he had to spend on it. And I know that's something you've done. You literally have thousands and thousands and thousands of people <laughs> that you've trained around the world who are making you a residual income. 
But as these people do develop the core competencies, do you, do you just check in with them? Like, does it become like once a month and then, you know, six a month, and then you have a yearly meeting because they're so good at building their business. It's not that they don't need you anymore. It's just that you've made them into a leader. Um, I mean, the answer is yes. Once again, it's like, I'd like to say it's the 80, 20 rule on that, but it's more like the, you know, 90%, 10 rule, right? 10% of the people really in your organization are probably going to do something. Okay. And then, you know, then you got that top 1% of that 10% that you're going to work with. And, you know, that's what people have to understand when it comes down to building a sales organization. It's, it's, it's a, it's a two-way street. You know, um, earlier I talked about getting into first, second, maybe third, and then you're in third and fourth gear, then you're in fourth and fifth. And, you know, then maybe you can hit the super highway <laughs> and hit sixth gear and you got everything running. And, you know, it's just um, th those levels are hard to get to, but it's right. You, you train and you give people the hope that, you know, hey, if you do these, you know, the 80-20 principles, if you actually live them and do them, great things start to take place in your life. And you got to be consistent with that over time. And that's what develops leadership and management. Now, I remember one of the very first companies I was involved in, I was so excited, had an incredible product experience. And the product experience led me to looking at the possibility if there was a business there. And, and there certainly was. And uh, Carla and I started to uh, build this really, really great business. But again, it wasn't my first profession. I'm a broadcaster and this was new to me and I was very, very excited. And lo and behold, one day, somebody who I sponsored, they quit. I couldn't believe it. They gave up, they quit. And I was almost begging them, come back. What, what are you doing? I, I, I didn't understand it. But then I'm entrepreneurial and this person saw, I guess, there was a lot of work involved in it and not the kind of work that uh, he believed there was. So what, what happens when, when you're a leader and somebody quits? Well, you know, <clears throat> it's the nature of a business, right? It's the nature of, you know, life actually, because I think everybody's born wanting these dreams and goals and aspirations, but you know, um, the few who are willing to, you know, live outside their box of what they currently believe and go after their dreams and aspirations, make it work. And um, that means that you have a lot of people that are going to be um, either quitting the business or what have you. But that's just the nature of, of everything. You know, yeah. if everybody could be a winner, it'd be great. But, it's not, you know, you've got to develop the skills and habits and, you know, fortitudes to, uh, to make things work. And that takes time. Nobody can yeah. speed that up. Yeah. I know one of my mentors had a great saying, uh, my pal, my good friend and my mentor, Bob, Bob Proctor, said, you know, if you want to change your circumstances, you're going to have to change your circumstances. <laughs> right. And nobody and can do that. You're right. And so that's why when you know, so somebody's going to quit, well, okay, well, they already know, like, you know, in the movie, The Matrix, you know, the door opens up for Neo. He wants to get out of the car. He doesn't want to go, you know, see what The Matrix is like. And, and uh, Trinity says, you know, you've been down this road before. Right. And so quitters don't win. And what quitters need to develop is the, as the things we're teaching in the 80-20 system uh, it'll help you, you know, be a sustainer. And <laughs> that's part of the success rule to sustain. Right. Okay. Final question. As we do this, uh, four podcast episode on, uh, leadership, um, the person who is in the business, I want you to give them a little bit of advice. They're having success. They're building their team, but they're slowly slipping into management role. 
Now mm -hmm. you could have done this with your business years and years ago. You obviously didn't. So what's your advice to that person who has mm -hmm. slipped into management role with maybe only four or five people in their, in their downline? Yeah. So <clears throat> the management role, don't, don't do that. Uh, it comes down to okay. make well, that's, sure that's pretty simple advice. Yeah. Don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> go into, go into build mode. Okay. Look at, look at it. You got to look at the opportunity as, you know, fresh and new and understand that you're working on your dream. And, you know, I have this um, saying, you know, you know, dreams don't have expiration dates, right? So you, if they don't think if you're that person, you got to go after your dream and that's going to require, you know, planning organization, um, you know, the mindset of actually doing something. And do you find that the people who do quit or the people who do get into management roles, I mean, this is what I've found, you know, when I've asked people why they're leaving and this and that, and the other thing I always say to them, you know, do you have a card with your goal on it? Do you have a 60 day plan, a 90 day plan, a 180 day plan? Do you have a one year plan, a five year plan? And you know what? 100% of the time, anyone who has left my business, when I've asked them that question, they've always said no. So goals give your life direction. And if you don't have a goal, you're going to reach that goal as well. And is this not why you need that, that planning system in your life? It, it keeps you on track. Right. I mean, you know, that's it. Look, you know, this is it right here. This is uh, now we got two, two different versions of it, but the point is, is that you gotta, you gotta plan, organize and have a daily routine and a successful daily routine. And that we cut, we, and we cover all of this through all the different episodes that we have. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, this is episode 53. We're doing one, two, three, four, bang, 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 rapid. It's all about leadership. So uh, take notes. And you saw Adam pulled up the daily planner. Uh, again, we highly recommend you get your daily planner. Now, if you happen to be in a country like one of our new countries, India, where it's where the shipping would just make this ridiculous. When you order your daily planner from the site, we can, can arrange it so you can just download it in your host country and, and you'll have it there and you'll be able to use it. So don't worry about that. And again, when you go to the site, check out the bank system as well, which is designed to increase sales from anywhere from, well, if you work at it from 10% to some people over 300%. Okay. So that's this episode coming up next episode 54, where we're going to talk about our leaders born or made, which is going to create a very interesting discussion. So here we are on behalf of Adam Vincent Gilmer. I'm Gene Valaitis, and this is living your life. Well-planned the 80, 20, 365 success system. Here we go. 54 coming up. <laughs>